So, so listen, I get to be the part of the service where you guys are like, what? That's not why we showed up this morning. It's cool. I will not take a ton of your time. Um, and for those of you that are regulars here, this time I mean it. Uh, but but I want to I, I take a minute, um, and, and I want to open God's word for us uh, a little bit. And we are in the middle of Advent, and, and this year for our Advent um, season, we are dealing with the white elephant in the room. Um, and one of the things that we know as, as um, staff and elders at the church, you know, one of the things that we know is, is that there are often things that get in the way and that, that cause a disconnect between our heart and God's heart. So our hearts don't always beat with God's the way that they're supposed to. And one of the things that very clearly does that, especially, especially this time of year, is our love of stuff. Money and the stuff that it gets us. And we talked about this last week. There's nothing wrong with money. God isn't mad at you for having it. God provides it for you. But he doesn't want it to get in the way of your heart beating with his. And so we're going to deal with that very briefly this morning as, as we look um, in Luke. But, but first, um, I want to just remind you, the reason we do this is because when our hearts don't beat with God's, what happens is we get out of alignment. And you know how it is when your car's out of alignment. We talked about this last week. You can still move forward with a car that's out of alignment, but it doesn't feel right. It isn't the way that it's supposed to be. It doesn't run smooth. It's not exactly what God has for you. It just doesn't work well. And so we want our hearts to beat with God's. We want things to be in alignment. All right? So quick question for you as we go. Do you prefer to pick out your own gifts or would you rather be surprised? Do this for me. If you prefer to pick out your own gifts, um, raise your hand. Shame on you. <laughs> if you prefer to be surprised. Yeah, of course. Um, that makes sense because that's the way I am. So now my wife... My wife and my daughter has adopted this practice of they want to just pick out what they want. Um, they don't want to mess around with the middleman. They don't like to return things. Um, they don't want to have to pretend to like what they got. Um, faking it is hard. My, my nephew, last year at Christmas, we're at mom and dad's house, and he opens up a present. It's a pair of jeans, and I swear to you, it came out of his mouth before he knew what to do. He couldn't get it back fast enough. He said, I don't want these. And then he was like, I was just kidding. I was, but come on. So I get it. I get it. But I like to be surprised. I like to be surprised because there's something awesome that happens when you get a gift that speaks to your heart that you didn't know you wanted. When you get something that you didn't know you needed, you didn't know you wanted, and you open it, and all of a sudden it's just like, Huh, that's awesome. You know why there's nothing like that? There's nothing like that because what it says to you is it says to you that the giver of the gift knows your heart. That the giver of the gift knows you, maybe even a little bit better than you know you. And there's nothing like that kind of a gift. And that's the kind of gift, listen, I know I'm going to get cheesy here, live with it. 
That's the kind of gift that God gives you. It's a gift that you didn't know you needed. But he knows your heart better than you do. And he knows your soul better than you knew. And he knows exactly what you need. And so he gives you everything. And we're going to track through this and we're going to see how it plays out with the shepherds. We've got Luke 2, 8 through 15. You can track it with me on the screen. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Uh, Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory, glory surrounded them and they were terrified. And listen, these are not wimpy men. Shepherds, uh, this, in, in this time in scripture, these are manly men. Remember David, uh, when he is trying to convince King Saul to let him fight Goliath, right? He's going to fight Goliath. He's, he's this, this little kid, this, this young teenager, and he's going to go fight Goliath. And Goliath is huge. And, and all of the king and all of his fiercest warriors are terrified. And David says, I'll go do it. And he's like, yeah, I don't think so, kid. And David's like, no, 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 no. I am brave. I'm a shepherd. Man, when, when, a, when a mountain lion came after one of the sheep, I chased after it, beat it over the head, and I took the sheep back. When bears came, I handled it. These are not wimpy men. These are manly men, and they were terrified because something was happening here. They were terrified. They were staying in the fields, and suddenly... An angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said, because I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people, the Savior. Yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Here's the deal. The other thing that you may or may not know about the shepherds is um, that their task is bigger than you think. See, they're guarding sheep. It's a source of income, source of food, source of clothing. But for the Jews, it was also a source of purity. See, every year, there would need to be sacrifices. All the time, really, but, but specifically every year. Um, on the Day of Atonement. And, and what would need to be sacrificed were animals. And certainly at Passover, animals. And the animals that would have to be sacrificed would be perfect, spotless, one-year-old animals. Passover, it, it was a lamb. The very things that the shepherds were out guarding in flocks at night, protecting were the very things that were the avenue to be in a relationship with the God of the universe. Because it was only through the sacrifice of the lamb, it was only through the sacrifice that could sin be cleansed and covered for a moment, just for a moment, but sin could be covered for just a moment so that people could enter into this relationship with the God of the universe. But that couldn't happen without these lambs that these shepherds were out guarding at night. But here's the kicker. The very fact that they were the ones that had to be out guarding them at night, you know what that meant? It meant that they were so ceremonially, ceremonially unclean that they couldn't get anywhere close to the sacrifice. So get this. The thing that allows 
the people of Israel to have a relationship with God is necessary. They're out guarding it, but the fact that they're out guarding it absolutely keeps them away from being the people that can experience this relationship with God. These men are literally without hope. They are to be pitied. They are without hope. The very hope that they provide, they don't get to have access to. And yet, God sends an angel who says, hey, be reassured. Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. You're included. We're coming and we're telling you because on this day, everything is about to change. On this day, everything is different. On this day, God has pulled back the curtain and he has stepped into human history in the form of a baby, the gift you never knew you needed, but God knows your heart better than you do. And he's given you hope. And suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. The shepherds said to each other, let's go see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And so we track this and we see that what's happened is that God has taken their felt need, everything they thought they needed and desired, everything they thought that was missing, and he met all of those needs in the gift of his son, Jesus Christ. And this is what God wants to do for you. See, they were hopeless, they were without hope, they were without peace, they were without it all. And some of you today, some of you, as you go through Christmas season, because there's a gap between you and God, your heart isn't beating right, you're not in alignment, you're not moving the way you should, your felt needs all of a sudden seem a whole lot more important than what God wants to do. And so you chase stuff. But there's a gap. God wants to meet your needs. He did it for the shepherds. He wants to do it for you. He does it in the person of Jesus Christ. And if you're here today and you do not know him, you don't have a personal relationship with him, then there's no time like now for you to say, you know what, God? I want my heart to beat with yours. I have a need and I know it. I have a need and I'm desperate. And if you're here today and you know Jesus, you're in a relationship with Jesus, but something feels off, then this is the moment where maybe you need to reconnect and say, you know what, I've let stuff get in the way. Here's the deal, last thing. (laughs) How many of you are used to hearing that? Last thing, I promise. Listen, Ecclesiastes 3.11, the first half of that text says this, yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. If you've ever felt like you just need, you crave, you want, if you've ever been in a position where you just chase after and and, and you just feel unfulfilled, like no matter what you acquire, no matter what you experience, no matter who you have, no matter what it is, no matter any of that, whatever it is, that it just leaves you without that it just leaves you longing for more, lusting for more, that it just never satisfies, it never satiates. If that's ever a position that you've been in, then I would venture to say it's because you misunderstand this. God has stamped your heart with eternity. You are created for something that will never end. 
God has written eternity on your heart. Even more so when you've been made new in Christ. Your heart is hardwired. It is in the DNA of your heart to long for something that is eternal, is glorious. But what happens is here in this space, when I can't always see eternal and I can't always grab hold of eternal and I can't always perceive it, what happens is I try to fill that with a bunch of, a bunch of junk. But it's never enough. The relationship is never enough. Right? The drink is never enough. The gadget is never enough. The bigger house only satisfies for a minute. Right? That hit only lasts for a second. Sex is just sex. None of it satisfies. Ultimately, it leaves you empty because here's the deal. You aren't created for that. You are created for something eternal. It's the gift you didn't know you needed because God knows your heart better than you do. And so he has placed eternity on your heart. There's more that we could talk about and we will get the chance to dig in deep next week. If you're visiting with us today, I know you came for the kids, but thanks for allowing me the time um, to share with you. Uh, and if you don't have a regular church home, we would always invite you to come back and join us as we continue with our Advent series. But Colleen, are we ready? She can't hear me. Are we ready? She's looking at me, but she can't hear the words I'm saying. All right. Steal second. All right. So um, as the kids come in, I just want to say, listen, we are so thrilled uh, with Pastor Vince and um, while we like Pastor Vince and all of the work he does, we are even more excited about all of the volunteers that, that are working with our kids and our youth. They are doing such a great job, and you get to have some fun with them now. So I'm going to pray for us as they get settled, and then we'll get to enjoy why we showed up. Heavenly Father, God, you are good and gracious and kind. We love you. We thank you for the gift um, that you give us, the thing that our hearts desperately needed that we never knew about, the surprise gift of eternity. We love you. We praise you. We thank you. Amen.